Hello, friend. I'm Mike McCurry. You're listening to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, and I'm very thankful that you are. I'm glad that you've taken the opportunity to close out the week right here with this radio program. I hope what we talk about today will be a blessing to you. I'm looking forward to our topic of discussion. All this week, we've been focusing in on some different gospel tracks. We spent Monday talking about, oh, what was it? Let's see here, coupon faith. Then on Tuesday, we looked at comfort in time of loss. Then Wednesday, a tribute to mother. That one was a lot of fun. And yesterday, we talked about heaven and hell. What about eternal life? Today, we jump back into a gospel track that we've talked about in somewhat recent days, but I think it's worth us talking about one more time. You see, in this time frame of life, there's a lot of people searching for peace. There's a lot of people searching for rest. There's a lot of people searching for that comfort that they need to get through the next day. Many of them are veterans. Many of them are LEOs, law enforcement officers. Many of them fire. Many of them medical practitioners. Many EMTs. But there are also people under the sound of my voice that they wouldn't hold a title like I just mentioned maybe, but they're still struggling with some giants in their life. They're still struggling with some things that make them feel like they're a warrior on a battlefield. Well, that brings us to the gospel tract for today. To close out our week, it's called The Warrior. Now, on the front cover of this gospel tract, there's a man in what appears to be a uniform with a rucksack on. He's holding a weapon. And it looks like he's all kitted out, ready to go to war. But we're talking today about a war of the mind, a war of the heart. You know, recently, these gospel tracks right here, we actually had the opportunity to recover them, to adapt them for a specific purpose because we also translated them. We've put out thousands of these gospel tracks in the country of Ukraine. For all the war-torn, the news that you hear about, the violence, we've had the opportunity to be a small part of getting the gospel to those needy people, both soldiers and refugees alike. Many soldiers on the front lines have held these gospel tracks and have heard great reports of people actually getting saved. I'm so excited about what God is doing there, but I'm excited for what he's going to do today. Would you listen as I share with you the warrior? Since the beginning of time, mankind has fought, bled, and died. Wars and catastrophes, both natural and man-made, have resulted in a small segment of our population being called into action. Warriors, medical professionals, police officers, firefighters, veterans of conflicts and circumstances they wouldn't wish on anyone else have answered that call throughout history. But then, the guns fall silent. The state of emergency passes. The deployments come to an end. The stress... The life or death decisions are no longer required, or so it seems. The situation has seemingly settled. The world seems to go on with life. But sometimes the past doesn't stay in the past. Another giant raises its ugly head. In some ways, the coming battle is even worse than those faced in defense of one's country, saving lives or keeping a community safe. This giant is coming for blood. Does that sound familiar? A situation like that reminds me of a man in the Bible. 
You may even know someone that shares his name. It's pretty common in modern times. David, the warrior. David was a warrior, a general, a king, a leader of men. The Bible tells us that he was just a youth when he ran towards battle for the first time and killed a brutal enemy soldier moments later. David was exceedingly skilled in single combat, even against vastly stronger foes. His combat days only increased, and thousands of enemy combatants fell at his hand or because of his leadership. More impressive still, his men respected him so intensely that they often took on grave risk in a multitude of dangerous special operations engagements simply because he was their leader. His prowess and battle-hardened feats of bravery and courage are recorded, along with other details about his life, in the most popular single book ever written, the Bible. Though he was not the instigator or the perpetrator, David was a participant and combat soldier, a leader in some of the most gruesome conflicts in recorded history. He lived through, witnessed, and took part in many battle scenes that he could not easily forget. Outside of war, though, David had another life. He was a husband, a father, a musician, a shepherd. In short, David was a man. As a man, he wrestled he wrestled with the things he had done and the many sights he had seen. He even writes in the book of Psalms, chapter 32 and verse 3, When I kept my silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. Internalizing the things that bothered him made his mind and his body hurt. He continues in Psalm 38, verse 4, For mine iniquities are gone over mine head. As in heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Psalm 38, 6, I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. David goes on crying out to God to forgive him and to take this burden from him. Psalm 39, 7, And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. Hope is a term that is frequently misused in today's vernacular, being substituted incorrectly for concepts like wish or desire. The word hope implies there, there is an expectation of a positive outcome. David says, my hope is in thee. After confessing to God, he is asking God to deliver him from the burden and anguish. What does this mean, though? David expects that God will deliver him. And God does. David remembers his deliverance and thanks God. In Psalm 40, I have waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. With God's help, you can defeat this giant of hopelessness. Don't let the enemy fool you into carrying this burden. Who is the enemy, though? The enemy is Satan. He is the father of lies. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. 
John 8.44 He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. Satan is on a mission to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. He will stop at nothing to accomplish his evil goals. Satan wants you to believe that the pain ends with death, but it doesn't. Luke 16 says this, And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abram afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Friend, it brings me no joy to tell you that any suffering you may experience in this world is nothing compared to an eternity spent without the one who can give you the victory over your hopeless state. Let me introduce you to the victor. The victor. The truth is that everyone deserves to spend an eternity in hell. That's the truth. Regardless of the good works you have done, no matter your service to your country, community, or family, we're all bound for hell. Not one of us can buy our way out, but I have some good news. You don't have to go to hell. Notice what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The next verse reiterates that there is hope. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. That's bad news. But, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus Christ, the victor, the Son of God, subjected himself to brutal, ex brutal execution, brutal crucifixion, became sin, and bore the wrath of God. Get this. So you don't have to. Even more wondrous, he proved his power and rose from the dead so that you can have a bridge to heaven. John 3.16-18 through 18. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friend, have you accepted the free gift of eternal salvation and victory over hopelessness that Jesus Christ offers? You can do so today. God tells us in Romans 10.9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Right now, where you are, you could pray a simple prayer. The words won't save you. You must believe in your heart. Pray to God now, would you? Confess that you're a sinner. Repent of your sins. Tell him that you have no other way to heaven. Ask him to come into your life and save you. And if you just did that, we want to rejoice with you. You now have a new life in Christ. You're now part of the family of God, and we want to welcome you. Frank, can I tell you that we have a plentiful, bountiful resources that we'd love to send to you for free. 
In just a few moments, the announcer is going to come on and tell you all the ways that you can contact us. But I'm going to ask you in the interim, in the next 30 seconds, can I encourage you, if you have not yet made the decision, would you do so now? Will you ask Christ to save you? Will you repent of your sins and turn to him? He can help you with that hopelessness. He can give you true hope. Let me encourage you. Do that today. If you have questions, comments, critiques, concerns, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me today. If you'd like one of your very own copies of this gospel tract, you can find it at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. Join us next week on the broadcast. I'm excited about what God has for our future. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.